Hello, my friends. Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, June the 22nd, wherever you are. Uh, whenever you uh, listen to this, I, I wish you God's grace, God's goodness, God's life within the midst of this day. Uh, it is approaching noon here, so I best get this moving and get it up so you can enjoy it. Uh, we've got another short gospel, of course, as uh, as we have for the last couple of weeks. We continue through the Sermon on the Mount, although it is coming to an end. Today's gospel is a short one, but only because we skip a middle section of it. And this is the first time that we will skip a section of the Sermon on the Mount and not come back to it. And I'm not sure why we don't, because it's a terrific section. Um, but anyway, for those following along, we will read Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, and then skip to verses 12 to 14. So Matthew 7, verse 6, and 12 to 14. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not give what is holy to dogs, or throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and tear you to pieces. Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's take a look here and see what uh, what what is God inviting us to uh, through the gospel today through Matthew's writings. Um, so let's let's look at Jesus's words here first. Do not give what is holy to dogs or throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and ultimately turn against you and tear you to pieces. So what are we talking about here? Is he, is he referring to other people as dogs or swine? And that certainly seems to be the case. However, however, let's remember the context. We talked about the, the, uh, the gospel yesterday, right? The Sermon on the Mount, where it says, judge not, lest you be judged. You know, we've got to pay attention to the, to the beam in our own eye before we pay attention to our brothers or sisters, splinter in theirs. And that by the same measure with which we measure other people, that's going to be measured against us. So we have to be careful in how we judge. So immediately following this, because remember, that was uh, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5 yesterday. Immediately following it in 6, Jesus uses this example of dogs and swine. So I can't believe that he would be referring to people in the sense of, I uh, do not give what is holy to dogs, those who are the, the unwashed masses. They're, they're dogs. And, and uh, don't give your pearls before swine. You know, those pagans, they're swine. Because, again, he'd be falling into the same trap he just talked about, that we can't judge people. And here he's like, okay, make sure you don't judge. And then I'm going to paint these large swaths of people with these, you know, derogatory terms. So, okay, obviously our God is not doing that. 
So what's he inviting us to? What, what does that mean? What does it point us to? Again, I can only uh, suppose. Uh, I, I never want to say I, I have a full understanding. But this, in my prayer this morning and, and in my thought, this is where I was going. So I think, brothers and sisters, it invites us to be careful and be prudent and be thoughtful with how we share the word of God. I think that is what Jesus is talking about here. Do not give what is holy. Do not throw your pearls. So what indeed are those pearls you and I carry? What indeed is holy, that which is holy that we carry, that we have to be protective of? And I think that's the the gospel, brothers and sisters. I think that's the word of God. I think that's our relationship with with our lover, right? Um, And we don't just go sharing intimate details about our relationship and our love with anyone. We protect those for those uh, circumstances that we feel it will be held well. Does that make sense? Um, And I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to do here. Now, you may not be any different than me in this, um, but I know. So I've spent a lot of time. I just want to use an example, and and this may be silly, but it's it's the example I came up with this morning when I was thinking and praying it. I spent a lot of time on college campuses, and I remember numerous times when these itinerant preachers come come onto campuses, most often they're of a very fundamental nature. And usually what they do is they would fly into town, not fly literally, but they'd, they'd drive into town unannounced, whatever. They'd usually go down to a very well-traveled section of the campus. You know, when it was at La Crosse, I think it was the crossroads uh, right there um, uh, in the center of campus, literally. Uh, I think in in Wyoming, it was right outside the Union. But they would literally get on top of a a box, uh, uh, on top of a a stand, you know, hence the the term soapbox. And they would start preaching. And oftentimes their preaching was of a very angry bent. And before long, I was never there at the beginning, but usually I would come across. And there was always a crowd gathered around this person. And the person was usually uh, a male, usually in, say, 30s or or 40s. And they were usually pointing at the crowd and and telling the crowd how sinful they were. And usually there were those in the crowd who were angry and shouting back, whether it be obscenities or telling them how ridiculous it was. Now, I... I don't know, change the, the, the university, change the location, change the, the, the person. But I, I'm guessing you've seen things like this. I think that's what Jesus is talking about here. I think that's throwing pearls before swine. That's not saying college students are swine. They most certainly are not. But that, that ground is not prepared. It is not cultivated. It is not ready to hear the word of God. And frankly, what was being thrown there, so this is a very poor analogy and an imperfect one, was, was anything but pearls. Um, I, I don't think they were expressing the faith in its beauty and in its fullness. I think they were uh, using a tactic of fear uh, and, uh, and shame and guilt and hoping that works. And, and, and I, I, so I don't, think, I don't think that that's uh, how our God wants us to approach it. 
I think what he's saying is, listen, there are those people in our lives we know who are searching, who are looking for God. And, you know, God is this great, uh, you know, the, the hound of heaven I, I, I've talked about before. God is this great lover who pursues. I mean, read the Song of Songs, you know, um, and, uh, and that idea of pursuing the beloved and, um, and how God does that for us. And, I, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and there are those people who are open to that pursuit and being, and, 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 and ready for that seed of God to be planted. How ready, brothers and sisters, are you and I to be able to share our pearls with them, to be able to, to uh, give what is holy to them? Because we do need to be ready for that. Paul says we need to be quick with a reason for our hope, right? Um, and, and I, you know, in, in business today, they often use the term elevator speech, right? Uh, you've got one minute, you're going up an elevator. If I have to convince somebody of a, of a program or a plan uh, or, or I need their investment, okay, give me your elevator speech. Give it to me quick and, and, and give me the hook. I mean, you and I, brothers and sisters, have to be quick with a reason for our hope. Uh, that when people, when we encounter them, and again, they may be people in our life, they may be people that we know only um, at arm's length, but yet for some reason they see something in you that they want to enter into a conversation. And we have to be quick with a reason to say, this is why I follow Jesus Christ. This is why I've given my heart to Christ. This is why I live in the way I live. And I do so in fits and spurts, and I know I do so in in poor way and, and some days better than others. But this is why. Do we have that elevator speech ready? And how can we be women and men who are prudent, who are wise in how we uh, cast that seed? Now, I know in another place, Jesus uses the idea of casting seed, and he is so darn good. God is so good about casting that seed. He doesn't mind if it falls on rocky ground and on, on the path and, and on among thorny ground and good ground. He's just going to cast the seed. But I think what he's telling us here is we got to be careful with how we cast that seed because there are times it can actually work against the Word of God. I think those itinerant preachers on campus did a disservice to the faith and do, at this point, a disservice to the faith because what it means to be a Christian is in their minds, you know, at least in the minds of these fundamentalist preachers, one that is uh, fear-based. God is to be feared, and I, and I mean that not out of uh, fear of the Lord as the, the, the piety, that, that, you know, longing for uh, an awe, wonder and awe of God, but literal fear uh, that God is to be afraid. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that serves us poorly. And I think it says, listen, you know, it's got to be a shame-based faith. I, I think what they're doing is, is drawing people further away. They're casting them away from the faith. We have to be far smarter than that. What we hold is a treasure, right? We hold a treasure. And how do we be incredibly wise with how we share that treasure with other people? The second part of this, and then I'll be quiet, um, is uh, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many, but narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. What is he talking about here? Again, don't want to say I have the fullness of Christ, and, and I don't even want to pretend that. But, but here's where I think 
he's, he's inviting us. You know, we have the Olympics coming up here, right, in about five or, four, five or six weeks. And that'll be fascinating. Just the other night, we were watching the U.S. Open. And just after it, they went to the Olympic time trials at swimming. And how, um, you know, eight of these people that were going on these time trials, how they've given their life for that moment. And, uh, and only two of them were going to go on to the Olympics. And the other six, it's like they've, they've given everything. They, they woke up at whatever time in the morning to, to go and train. And, and, and you know, their eating regimen and, and their workout regimen, all these things. And, uh, and only the best of the best are going to be able to go to the Olympics. And even there, you know, that they may go and they may be a distance 14th or something is in, in the world. How amazing that is. But how they had to be men and women, I think that particularly the one I looked at was the men's time trial for a 1,500 swim. Um, but uh, how they had to train every moment to be, to be in that place and be ready. Um, and I think that's what our God is saying is, listen, if all you want to do is, is have life be easy, um, hey, you know what? I get it. But that's the, that's the big road. Uh, everybody can do that. The road is wide and, and broad uh, that's going to ultimately lead to destruction, meaning you're not going to get anywhere. It, it's, it's easier uh, and it's more comfortable and, and all those things, and I get that. But the road is narrow and constricted that leads to life. Meaning, if you want to be one that knows me at a level of lover, that knows me as the one who gives life, who experiences that life and that connection and that relationship, you have to give of yourself. And that discipline and that will and that time and that effort in order to make that happen. You and I know this, brothers and sisters. If we are going to create a good friendship with somebody in our life, it takes time, and it takes vulnerability, and it takes moments on the phone, and it takes moments to, to go across town and be with them and, and drop whatever else I'm doing. So it is true with our God, and that's what he's inviting us to. If we are going to die to ourselves, which make no bones about it, that is this journey. That is this journey. Now, if that's too much... I get it. You know, remember John chapter 6, when people were leaving him and said, this guy is talking about his body and blood as, as being food. That's too much. I'm gone. And he looks at his disciples and says, are you two going to leave? And, and Peter says to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You know, they're, they're leaving because they can't handle it. That, that's too much. That what, what's being asked here is too much. I can't do it. Peter says, I may not understand it because they didn't. But he says, I know where life is, and I'm willing to give. And they were. They were not perfect people, but they were willing to give what it takes to stay there for the, the length of the journey. And they to be, are to be credited for that. You and I have a decision. Listen, do we want to be comfortable? Bless you. I understand it. I do. But, my friends, do we want to be in love? Do we want our lover to know us? Do we want to know our God at that level? Are you willing to die? Are you willing to spend time in prayer and in scripture and uh, in deep thought and reflection and, and whatever else it takes? Because that's the journey we're being invited into. 
Many are going to take the easier path. Understood. I can't, I can't be an Olympic swimmer. I didn't take that. I didn't have that will. I didn't have the physique. And frankly, I didn't have the desire. But if you're going to be, you got to do all that. And that's just to get to the tri- time trial. If you and I want to be people that carry the name of Christian, what are we willing to go through in order not only to carry the name in word, uh, but in who we are to the point that when people know us, they know that's, that's who we are. It's, it's more than just external. It's internal. It's who we are. That's the road. I think that's enough for today. Um, thank you for, um, for uh, you know, being with. I know that that uh, is an interesting little scripture, and so I hope that that was uh, helpful to you. But let's pray. Again, trusting our God is with us. Trusting our God knows our need even before we ask. Let's bring those before him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Tuesday. Uh, Blessings upon it, and I look forward to us breaking open God's word again tomorrow on Wednesday. God's peace.